So this afternoon we'll continue with the metta practice. And as we've said, we include this practice in this particular retreat for a number of reasons. The main one being that metta is a wonderful concentration practice. I actually began my exploration of this whole field of concentration and absorptions, absorptions using metta and spent many long retreats with metta and the other Brahma Viharas deepening um, for jhana practice and so really found the benefit of doing this practice in this way. But because metta is a more complex practice in the sense of all the phrases and the feeling and the fact that we've been saying, you know, this practice is a purification practice. Metta really is a purification practice. Any of you that have been on a metta retreat where we do it intensively know what I'm talking about. It really puts us through the paces of our emotional life and can bring up a lot for us. So even though it's a concentration practice for many people, the purification aspect uh, is more predominant. And so it takes longer to develop concentration through metta than it does through the breath. And so that's why we choose the simple object of the breath for this retreat. So people are more likely get to get a taste of the mind collecting and unifying around this simpler object of the breath. But metta is a powerful and very useful concentration practice, and it's also a skillful means. It's a great balancer. If the mind is tight or resistant, frustrated, if there's a sense of judgment or evaluation of ourselves and our practice, to have metta as a tool that we can turn to and bring in is really skillful. So as we do it in the context of this retreat, each of you will have a slightly different relationship to the practice. For some, it may be very familiar and you can just kind of slide into it and emphasize perhaps a concentration side of it. For others, it's really more of a balancing. It helps to bring in the sweetness and the acceptance and the patience. That's also very important. So we're really, you know, encouraging you to explore both aspects of the practice as we do it here on the retreat. One of my concentration teachers who, you know, teaches very deep states of concentration um, encourages a period of metta practice every day. And because he was emphasizing the sweetness aspect, he would encourage us to make up our metta object. And he'd say, just imagine the cutest, most adorable whatever, kitten, puppy, or whatever it is that kind of gets you going, oh, and that was your meta object, because he cared most about just having the heart kind of open and, the, uh, and br- to bring the lightness in. So again, we can be a little playful with this practice, because we're not doing it intensively. Um, The other teachers may have mentioned that in metta practice, and I'm sure many of you know, there's a very traditional uh, structure that we go through where we start with where it's supposedly easy, self. Sometimes that's actually not the easiest place, but traditionally that's where we start. Then benefactor, friend, neutral person, difficult, all beings. And there's a a really natural unfolding. And we're going to do that um, a little bit on this retreat, but really putting it out that you can use this practice in whatever way supports you. We find it valuable to include in a concentration retreat. 
it works for you, do it in this period, add it in at other times, but really balance, you know, whether it's more the sweetness you're looking for and this sense of kindness and friendliness that, that you can then bring to the breath, or you really find that it settles you to say the phrases over and over again. So again, there's no one right way to do this. When I teach metta, and I, my, the last retreat I taught here or just a month ago was an intensive metta retreat, and it's one of the things I also love to teach because it combines the concentration aspect with this beautiful opening and strengthening and tenderizing of the heart, the inclination towards kindness. But when I teach metta intensively, I always encourage people to actually align the phrases with the breathing. So I'll be doing that in the instructions this afternoon. And so you can see there's a, a way very easily and beautifully this practice can synthesize with your breath meditation. And through that uh, exploration of metta with breath, you can just find a way you can you know, move the practice to more simplification and then you're just left with breath, but with a beautiful metta feeling of kindness or you can go more clearly into the metta as an intensive practice and really develop the sense of the phrases and the relationship with another person. So again, each of you will relate to this very differently. Even though the basis of the metta are the phrases, and that's what for most people forms the ekagata, the the one-pointedness of the concentration, um, it's a it's a felt sense. It's a body-based practice. We want to keep our awareness grounded in the body so it's not just a mantra that we're repeating. Though it can sometimes be, you know, that's okay that it's like that, but we do want to keep coming back to that it's very body-based. So it's really an integrated sense, felt sense of this kindness. And then we're just choosing where we direct the kindness as we develop it, whether it's to self or outwards to other categories of beings. So as we're beginning the practice this afternoon, encouraging you to just bring your attention into the body, really this felt sense of the body sitting here. And just as we've been encouraging you with the breath meditation to start from a place of relaxation. This is the the immediate act of kindness, of metta towards self and the body. Can you relax? Can you use your breath to just open and soften different aspects of the body so you find that posture that lets you feel comfortable, yet aligned, upright, alert? So you begin from that place of kindness. So letting your attention drop into the body, using the breath to soften, expand, release, any aspect of the body that might be a little tight or rigid, unnecessarily tense. Deeper breaths, if that's helpful to begin this practice. You really have a felt sense of the body and within that the breath moving in and out. Already bringing the kindness in, whether There's just this concern. Is the body okay? Is the body calm? Can I relax or release right now in this body as it is? 
to whatever extent you're able. And there may be places where there can't be relaxation or ease. The body just has some uh, chronic challenges. Can we bring kindness to that as we sit here? And then starting the practice wherever it's most easy for you. The traditional categories at the beginning of the practice a self, benefactor, and friend. And I think Temple yesterday just did more a loved one. I don't know how much he talked about the category of benefactor, but it can be a really helpful starting place for our metta. The benefactor is anyone who when you think of them, your heart easily opens, and there's, it's not a very complicated relationship. could be a teacher, or a mentor, or a grandparent. It could even be a grandchild, or a pet. But someone that they have qualities that you yourself would like to express in the world, whether it's their wisdom, or their compassion, or their kindness, or their joy their creativity. So there's just a sense when you think of this person, you imagine them, you say their name, there's just a sense of, oh yeah, oh right, I like this person. It doesn't even have to be someone you know very well. Again, sometimes teachers are not directly intimate. You know, there's someone who we've read a book or heard them speak, but they really inspire you. So bringing that person into the room, taking a moment to feel into their good qualities, what it is you appreciate about them, a visual sense of them, if that works for you, or the sound of their voice. Most importantly, just a sense of their being. And and perhaps they're smiling at you you have a connection or a relationship with them, and you feel their connection, their love for you. Or if it's someone you don't know that well, you just really tune into their wisdom, their integrity, how they inspire you, whatever it is that works. And part of the learning of the metta is how to create this relationship so it's very alive, even though the person person isn't here, but you feel that sense of the relationship. And then you let the metta come out of that. So as you care for this person, as you appreciate their goodness, resting your attention, perhaps in the center of the chest, or wherever you can feel that sense of connection with them, and letting the phrases of metta come from that. And if you wish to align it with the breath, A simple way of doing it is on the in-breath. There's just the sense of connection with yourself or with this other person. And then on the out-breath, the phrase of metta, may you be safe. In-breath is silent, tuning in, connecting, resting. Out-breath, may you be happy. If you tune the metta with the phrases, it doesn't feel too busy. Sometimes when the mind has quietened, as it has done over these days, if we really 
get complicated with the phrases. It can feel like a lot of doing. So this space in the in-breath of this quiet really helps to let us land in the feeling. And then out-breath, may you be healthy. In-breath, quiet. Out-breath, may you live with ease. So if that works for you, can just keep the practice going like that for the next period, and then I'll come in with some other suggestions. Staying connected with the person, and if you find you lose that connection, just really being willing to begin again. Say their name. Picture them in a place that you know they tend to feel happy or relaxed, contented. You use a little imagination, a little creativity to connect yourself with this person. In breath, just breathing in the sense of presence, out breath. May you be safe. In breath. May you be happy. In breath. May you be healthy. In breath. May you live with ease. So there's a real measured pace to the phrases, adjusting the phrases. If you have your own set of phrases, I'm saying the very traditional ones, which address uh, safety, happiness, health, and ease. Just these universal concerns. Again, the, the steadiness with the breath, and then the phrase. In breath, phrase. This continuity deepens the concentration, the ekagata of one-pointedness on the metta practice, the metta feeling. Gently, kindly, consistently, continuous, connecting with this person, saying the phrases.
If you've been sending metta to someone in the category of benefactor, now you might choose to stay with that person if the metta feeling is strong and you can keep steady with the phrases. Or you could bring in another person, perhaps more of a friend. Again, in for the practice, we just choose one person at a time so we get that sense of steadiness, cultivating a relationship with this particular person. So we choose someone in the category of friend who it's fairly easy for us to feel the sense of kindness, warmth, openness to, but often the relationship is a little more complex. Every friendship has its ups and downs. Perhaps times they let you down or Maybe you let them down, where they were late or didn't return your phone call or didn't come to your 16th birthday party, whatever it was that was stuck in that relationship. But your basic wish or sense of this person is you wish them well, you care for them. So again, you take a few moments to bring this person into the room, into your heart image of them, felt sense, again, image of them where you know they're happy, perhaps out on the golf course or hiking up a hill or riding their bike, in their studio painting, listening to music, whatever it might be, playing with their grandkids. You really get a sense of them, their life, and your care for them. Again, resting the awareness in the breath, especially in the center of the chest. It's open and flowing. Saying their name. And again, if that works for you to coordinate the phrases with the breathing, just the in-breath feeling your connection with them on the out-breath sending the wish. May you be safe. In-breath, may you be happy. In breath, may you be healthy. In breath, may you live with ease. There's a flow and a steadiness to the caring. You're staying connected to the sense of this person, keeping your awareness in the body so it's a felt sense. If there is a feeling of metta, even if it's very subtle, just a simple sense of okayness, let your awareness rest in that as well. It's really integrated into the feeling of metta. Just spending the next minutes wishing well to this person.
Now for the last period of the meditation, you can stay with this friend if that's connecting for you and flowing, or can spend some time cultivating metta for yourself. If you wish to do that, starting with just a sense of appreciation, the sincerity of your intention in coming on a retreat like this, all of the effort that you've put in so far and the sitting and walking, the way you've just kept showing up even when it's been difficult. So really again, beginning the metta from a place of caring, really acknowledging that you wish to be happy and this is a, a valid and wholesome wish, not the happiness of getting possessions or adulation or fame, but really a true and abiding happiness, a contentment that uh, lets the mind open and feel free and easy. Possibility of awakening out of this depth of contentment, peace and happiness. So in sending metta to yourself, again, body-based, feel into yourself as you sit here. Have that sense of this body, this being here and now, sending kindness and compassion. If an image works, then use that, an image of yourself now in the room, or for you where, where you know you're generally happy, at home, at your desk, or at your couch, with your friends, family, loved ones, out in nature, You use your creativity to really enliven the practice and have a sense of this possibility of happiness, real and true for you. For some people it helps to send metta to themselves as a small child when there was that vulnerability and perhaps a real openness to life possibility, or there was some wounding even then, and we take care of this little child and wish it well. Whatever works for you, using the same phrases and pacing with the breath, may I be safe, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I live with ease. It helps to put your hand on your heart, your chest, even hold your own hand, just as we did the other day. So you have that sense of really touching yourself as you send the metta. Because in doing this practice, you're both giving and receiving this sense of care. Let yourself feel it. Feel the gentleness of the caring this orientation towards happiness and well-being that you truly wish for yourself. May I be happy. May I be safe, healthy and at ease. If thoughts or images come up that contract you away from that sense of happiness, Our practice is to acknowledge that that's there, but choose. Choose to come back to the well-wishing as best we're able. 
to find the sincerity of that wish, to feel into it, and to continue to say it to whatever extent we're able.
So if you wish to keep things kind of quiet and simple and would like to go out for walking meditation, you're welcome to do that now. Otherwise, I'll stay here and can answer any questions you might have about metta as a concentration practice and incorporating it into your practice here at the retreat. So welcome to leave if you just want to keep it simple and quiet. Any questions, you can stay. No, you can cut it off. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.